Good morning, good morning, good morning. Come on, stand with us. We're going to worship this morning. I'm going to invite you to come down to the altar this morning. We have literally officially deleted all judgment down at the altar from here on out for the rest of the existence of the power place. This is no longer a, I'm struggling, I need the altar. This is a, I want more of Jesus altar. And so just letting you all know this morning during worship, the altar is open to worship him. If you're watching online, we welcome you. Uh, we're, we're excited about what God's doing in the house and through the house. And so come on, can we lift our hands all over this place? Jesus, we welcome you. We welcome you. We welcome you. Come on, lift your hands up. Start to start to praise him with your mouth this morning. Lord, we praise you. We worship you. We welcome you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for this house. We thank you for what's going forward from this house. We thank you for our obedience this morning. We thank you for untamed faith this morning. We thank you for what you're going to do this morning in and through us in Jesus' name. We welcome you into the room to take over the room, take over the service, take over everything, Lord. We give you it all in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, let's worship them.
not just a visit. Jesus, he's going into bodies right now. He's healing, he's rebuilding, he's restoring. Come and take a presence. Hey, Jesus, Jesus, welcome in. And come in. Yes. Yes. 
Baby 
get away from this we, we need to we need to name the bear and the lion because you can sing about the bear all the all the time or you can sing about it because when you think about it you think about David being the one who killed the bear then you see the lion like yeah but David took care of the lion but you had a bear we've all had a lion and we need to name those things so when you say first came the bear I want you to think back to the first attack that you felt that's holding you back from taking on the giant. Because the prophetic song is down goes the giant. Because we're, we're walking in faith because we took care of that bear and we took care of the lion, but now we're up against the giant. Are you willing to face him and take him or is he going to take you? Because there was a lot of army men around there and ain't nobody stepping up. There's a lot of warriors standing around being like, I don't know, man. He looks really big. And it took little David, who was out in the field with the bear and the lion, taking him out with his bare hand, saying, no, you don't understand the faith that I have. One of the unique characteristics we have in this house is boldness. It's called untamed faith. It's called untamed faith. That means you can't tame what I got going inside my spirit right now because I see bears and I see lions, but not as you see them. I don't see them as a threat. I see them as dead. So when they start to attack, I don't have to worry about running. I run towards them. They think they have me. But they forgot to check my characteristics. They forgot to check the things down deep inside that says, untamed faith, this cat ain't normal. I'm sorry to let you know this morning, but I have, when I was up here, I totally deleted you from my mind. And I'm really sorry, I apologize, because I know I want to make sure that everybody's comfortable in the room. And when I got up here, you, you were deleted. I had no idea that you were still here. No idea because it's not about us it's not about a man it's about him it's about his presence and that's it and the moment we get a little off track from that mentality is the moment we start to fail once we start to look around and be like well I don't know I wonder how big their bear was I wonder if I can take on the same I don't know no no no, no. Lord you're the only one in the room and when I drive into you, the bears, the lions, the giants, they fall because of my attachment to you. So now from here on out, I, I have no worry about, about what's on the left over here, trying to take my attention, what's on the right over here, trying to take my attention. Uh, I'm telling you, God is on the move. And when you step out and you walk, you walk by faith, not by sight. You go by what you know, not by what you feel. Because if we go by what we feel, we set ourselves up for failure. I can't go by what I feel. I can't go by what I see. I've got to go by what I know. And what the word says is I'm victorious. I'm victorious. I am victorious. The bear, that means nothing. Yes, he looks stronger than me, but he's not. Yes, the lion looks ferocious, but he's not. Yes, the giant looks bigger, bolder, better. But he's not. Because they're lacking something, the power of the Most High God. 
And when you team up with that, that is what is your carrying force into completion of victory. Amen. Amen. So I'm up here to let you know the bear and the lion have been defeated. So I want you to start naming them. We're going to sing it again. I want you to name them. I think it's so prophetic where Allie went. She wasn't even there. She brought it into this room today because what God cares about is your freedom. What God, and see, here's the craziest thing. We came in here for his presence and only him, and he actually returned it and brought it about you. That's mind-boggling to me. We came into his presence to worship him, and he made it about us. He said, hey, just you coming into my presence, now I'm going to give you things. I'm going to give you freedom. I'm going to give you peace. Yeah, you, you came in here worried, you're going to leave faith-filled. You came in here sick, you're going to leave whole. I'm handing you something by just getting into my presence. And that's why I'm going to push you. Don't stay in your seat. Don't stay comfortable. Don't stay comfortable. Don't come into his presence just to stand in his presence. Get out of your comfort zone and come into his presence saying, Lord, I'm willing to get out of my comfort zone. I'm willing to take off all of this comfort. This morning I came dressed to impress you and only you. I'm coming into your presence knowing that what I am is your son, is your daughter. So let's push through and start to name those things, the things that you've already conquered because when you face those giants, those giants are coming down in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, every hand up, every hand up. Lift them up high. Lift them up as high as you can get them. Come on, as high as you can get them. Jesus, we welcome you. We welcome you, Lord, as you helped us to defeat the bear after bear after bear, as you helped us to defeat the lion after lion after lion. Lord, today, you help us face the giant that we've been facing for so long. And today, prophetically, we speak it out. Down goes the giant no longer being held back by fear. Today we speak forward into these stones, into this sling. Lord, I pray that there would be a faith-filled stone that would go forward from my sling this morning and take out any giant that thought he had a chance. Lord, today I pray, I pray say today, victory in Jesus' name, victory in Jesus' name. The bear is slain, the lion is slain, and today the giant is slain. Come on, let's sing it. First name.
skin and lion skin rugs laying around right now. Hallelujah. There's no giant. Our God is bigger than any giant who can even attempt to step up to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, today is Communion Sunday. And each month we take the time to celebrate and remember the Lord's ultimate sacrifice for us. Hallelujah. If you haven't received the elements, please raise your hand high so our ushers can come and give you them. There's one in the back, one over here. And while the ushers are doing that, please start preparing the elements um, by uh, removing the wafer. I'll give you a tip. If you take the tab and bend it down and then bend it back up, and then it helps make the peeling a little easier. So if you can start doing that and, and get the wafer ready and then maybe start opening up the juice. Hallelujah. Did the, the tip work? Okay. There's your communion tip for the year. Hallelujah. Bless us, Lord, we pray. Thank you, Jesus, for this time. 
And while that's going on, just take a moment and just start uh, preparing your hearts to receive communion today, people. Start preparing your hearts. Examine yourselves, Lord. Press in. Lean into the Lord right now during this moment. I know for me, this time has always been a very special moment. One that I can personally, first of all, together with everyone, and then personally, one-on-one, -on -one, lean into the Lord, seek His presence, be with Him. When I was a young boy, uh, at times I would, I would close my eyes during communion and I would imagine myself being in that room, being, in, being there, and then wondering, what is it like? What am I feeling? What am I seeing? What am I hearing? Of course, we can't do that, but what we can do is we can do it in the, in the current right now. We can, we can take the moment and, and seek God and, and take a deep look and search into where are we with the Lord right now for what he's done for us. Where is our relationship with him? What do we need? Is there anything we need? Do we need forgiveness for sin? What do we need? Just take that moment right now examine. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. disciples and he said take this and eat it for this is my body which will be given up for you and do this in remembrance of me Hallelujah. let's all eat together Afterwards, in the same manner, he took the cup. Again, he gave thanks, and he said, Drink this, all of you, for this is my blood, the blood of the new covenant that will be shed for many for the forgiveness of sins. Let's all drink together in remembrance of him. Scripture says that at the end of supper, they all sung together. So let's end our communion today the same as the worship team leads us in song. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah.
this morning, running to the name, break every stronghold, shine through, burn like a fire. Your name is power. Your name. Jesus and the Bible says no one is like you Lord you are great and your name is mighty in power this past uh, November Bill and I were leaving for Florida and I was so not ready the house wasn't ready I'm trying to throw things in the suitcase uh, we had to be out of there and you know within hours and banging I hear banging at my front door and yelling and I looked out, and, and my little neighbor, she's from India. She doesn't speak English real well, but she's 
she's banging on my door and she's screaming, my son, my son. So I went, what's the matter? What she, and she, all she would do is say, my son. And she's falling back. I'm trying to hold her up. I went into her house and her son, I guess he's about 55 years old. He's laying on the floor. He's, uh, his eyes are rolling back in his head and he's growling. And I don't know whether he, I mean, is this demon possession? What is this? And all I could do, I yelled, I said, sing. I wouldn't tell him to sing. That was his name. I said, I said. <laughs> I, I didn't know what I was doing. I said, I got mad. I, I said, sing. Jesus. All I could say was Jesus. And he stopped growling. And his eyes stopped rolling in the back of his head. He just looked at me. And I told his mom to call 911. And she said something about seizure. I looked at her. I said, does he have seizures? And she said, yeah. I, and I thought to myself, oh, heck no. Jesus healed seizures. I said, sing in the name of Jesus. I rebuke this seizure in the name and by the blood of Jesus. By that time, praise the Lord, the ambulance got there. They took him to uh, Christiana, but he was home within two hours. So the name of Jesus, sometimes we don't know what to pray because we don't know what's going on, but the name of Jesus has power. Amen. Right. Come on all over this place. Just lift your hands. Just start saying his name. Jesus. Jesus. Lord, we welcome you in this room. God, we not only make space for you, but we give you the entire room. We give you our entire selves, Lord. It's not about us. It's about you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's so much power in your name. There's so much power in your name. Your name is the most powerful name. It's the most powerful name. Jesus. 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 Hey. Jesus. 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 Hey. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you need a healing touch right now, I just want you to lift your hands. You need a healing touch in the room right now. In your body, maybe in your mind, wherever you're at, whatever it is, just go ahead and start to proclaim it. Jesus, Jesus, I, I claim healing, your healing power right now in Jesus' name. Right now in Jesus' name. From the top of your head to the tips of your toes, be made whole this morning in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, start to proclaim it. I am made whole in Jesus' name. I am made whole in Jesus' name. Nothing is impossible for my God. Nothing is impossible for my God. Not nothing too big, nothing too small. I don't care if it's a cough, if it's COVID, if it's cancer, it doesn't matter. If it's got a C, he can heal it. I don't care. God is too good. He's too big. mention of your name, Lord, things move. At the mention of your name, things move. We love you and we thank you, Lord. Thank you for inhabiting the praises of your people. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being present. Thank you for being tangible. Thank you, Lord, that as we worship you, you are here. We love you and we thank you, Lord. We worship you and we praise you. Your almighty God. greatest father there ever was, the greatest father there ever is, and the greatest father there ever will be. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, and the church said, 
Come on, the church said. Amen. Amen. Listen, hug a couple necks. Grab a seat. Hug a couple necks. Grab a seat. Amen. Welcome to the house of God, the power place. So excited that you're here this morning with us. You'll get to know us really fast just by sitting in one service. We really don't care about people. We care about him. And when we care about him, people matter. God is so good that he's given us the availability to be able to come into his presence and worship. And this morning, we, uh, we don't take these minutes lightly. We plan out the service, and then we hand the service to him. And whatever he wants to do, he does. So when he leads to an hour and two minutes of worship, we take advantage of that. Amen. Amen. We're so excited that you're here with us. If you're new here with us, welcome. We are, we're so excited that you're here. Um, we have a, a connection bar right out here in the foyer. Make sure to go there afterwards. We, got, uh, we just want to say, say hi, welcome, and uh, we got a little something for you. And we, just, we, we honestly, we love having you in the house to be a part of what God's doing. I will let you know you have just walked into revival. God is doing something here, and it will continue to grow. Amen. Amen. If, if you're new with us, I'll let you know uh, this is the year of expansion, and things are expanding at a rapid pace, beyond humanly possible, and we're excited about it. As we grow, we're taking more territory for him. Uh, we're growing in, in number. We're growing in space. We're growing in square footage. We're growing in school. Amen. Amen. Things are happening. And, uh, and when you get into his presence and you make it about him, he expands things instantly. And so we're just excited to be a part of all God's doing. Uh, this week, March 10th, we have men's night here at the Power Place, 6.30. It's wing night. I'm coming for the presence of the Holy Spirit. You can come for wings. I'm going to eat the wings while I worship. It's going to be fantastic. Just saying, there's over 500 wings coming to the house, and, uh, and I've got 487 of them planned for my belly. So... Um, but I'm, I'm so excited, and uh, thank you to Clark Anderson for hooking us up at Buffalo Wild Wings. You to me? Uh, I, I love it. Yeah, so good. Wings are good. His presence is good, and wings with his presence are even better. So we're excited about all that God's doing, and, uh, and honestly, what, what is coming in the days ahead are exciting, but I'm so obsessed with the right now. Like, it says in the Word of God, don't worry about tomorrow. I ain't worried about a thing. I'm probably not worried enough. Like, I probably need to worry a little bit more about tomorrow because I'm so relaxed in the right now. I know that God has such amazing plans for the right now that it, it boggles my mind. We were talking as a staff this week, and, and we just feel like there's been a new impartation on this house. And, and as a staff, we were in staff prayer, uh, I think it was Friday morning, and, and as a staff, we were talking, and, and, and literally, this is what the staff was saying. They said, we feel like we just got saved for the first time again. I'm 35. 
I've been worshiping God basically my entire life. I was born on a wooden pew in a church. Came out singing praises. And I plan to go out the same way, just not on a wooden pew this time. But that's what God's been doing my entire life. And now I feel like for the first time again, it's like a rebirth into his presence. May we all yearn for a rebirth in his presence. I want to be, be so tuned into his presence that things don't matter. His presence is the only thing that matters. Amen? Amen. Listen, if you want to give today, we have our giving boxes on the walls. There's also five ways to give. They'll throw them up on the screen so you can see them. Uh, but listen, we, we love a house that's a giving house because it's a, it's a Bible house. And we believe the Bible from cover to cover, every page in it means something to us because it's truth. Amen? It was written for a reason, and it's the book that we get to follow along with and apply to our life daily. It's the truth. It was written for the truth. It is the truth, and it will continue to be the truth. Amen? Amen. Listen, I have the honor and privilege of, of welcoming our, our student's pastor this morning. He's coming up to bring a dynamic word. And, uh, and I want you to know something about our student's pastor, Luke, and, uh, and his wife, Ashton, is they are as hungry for the Holy Spirit as they are for students to find him. And so I will let you know, like, just understand that there is so much prayer going on behind closed doors for your kids. But I love most of all that their heart is not to parent your kids. It's to lead your kids. Amen. And if you're a parent in here and you're sending your kids to Wednesday night youth so that they can be parented, sorry, you got the wrong church. We are leading by discipleship. This is a discipling church. We will disciple you as you walk through because we're getting in his presence. And when you get in his presence, the only thing you can do is become sharper. That's the only thing you can do. You can read all the, the, the technical books out there to become the best businessman, all that stuff. Put that all aside, read his word, and watch yourself become formed as a sharper sword. Amen. So come on, can you give it up for our students, Pastor Luke Standage? Well, good morning, good morning. Hey, welcome to the church this morning. Uh, man, what is God doing? Like, this is incredible. Um, I love that. I feel like this is just the beginning. Uh, the pastor Zay was just talking about this week. Uh, it's been such an incredible week just to almost relive it and go back to those first moments with the Father. And I, I so believe that he's doing that here. Um, let me encourage you this morning. The power place exists. We are here, right, to help people encounter his presence daily. To help people encounter his presence daily. And I just want to encourage someone this morning. What we just experienced in worship, you can have that every single day. Right? You, you don't have to live from Sunday to Sunday. Right? We, we want to encourage you that you can encounter his presence daily. Right? So that he can, you, so you can be empowered to, by his spirit and his word to engage with your world. Right? That, that's why we're here. That's, that's the reason we exist. Right? So that you can encounter him daily to go and make a difference, to go and make a change. And uh, when, I, when I was kind of thinking about that this week, this, the thing that I love is that Encounter, Empower, Engage, it's not for a specific age bracket, right? It's, it's not for, hey, if you're, uh, you know, mature in, in, in your faith or if you're at this certain spot, it, it can happen anywhere, right? And, and it was cool because this week um, I had a couple of my senior students uh, share with the group some of the things that God was challenging in them. And it was fun to step back and just watch as God was encountering with, with one of our students specifically, right, so that he could engage with the, his peers. 
And it was so fun to step back and see. And that he's one of those students where, I'm not going to rat on him, but he, he's a student that he's the most behind-the-scenes person you could ever think of. And anybody that's them, like, I don't want to be in front of people. Like, just go ahead and, and put me behind, like, the curtain because I, I don't want to be seen. And that's him. And it was fun because I was able to see how, I mean, he, he was telling me in school, he was just, like, shaking. He was like, he knew that Wednesday night was coming. He knew that it was, it was going to happen. And he was shaking. And it was funny because he got here on, on Wednesday night. He began to enter into worship. And he told me afterwards, as I entered into worship, right, as I engaged with the Father, right, a, a peace, the peace of God just, just settled on him. And then you'd be able to, you'd be able to see him just, just share powerfully what God was doing in his life. And it's so cool just that, man, encounter and power engaged. That's what we're about here, right? And, and it's, it's not for a specific age, right? His empowering is for everybody. There's not a junior Holy Spirit. And so this morning, I'm excited. Uh, I get to start off our series entitled Fresh Fruit. Fresh Fruit today. Anybody a fruit fan? Yes, you're a fruit fan. Can I, can I tell you this morning that all fruit is not the same? Did you, did you guys know that? All fruit is not the same. So I'll, tell, I'll go ahead and I'll tell on myself. Growing up, when I was in high school, I ate bananas every single day. I had problems with cramps, so I ate bananas every single day. And you get bananas from the store, and it's like, man, I don't want the green ones. Like, the green ones, they just, like, are crunchy. They're just gross. I'm the one that I want the bananas to sit so that they start to brown a little bit. You know, it's like they get a little mushy, right? Another one of my favorite fruits is oranges. Oranges, I learned this when Ash and I, we went to our honeymoon in Arizona, and we experienced... Um, some fresh oranges, right? Some fresh, like, squeezed orange juice, you know, with the most pulp that there is. Like, I learned that, hey, if I'm, if I'm chewing, like, my orange juice, like, that's the best. Like, I want to be able to chew my orange juice. It's just too good. But all fruit is not the same, right? There's, there's a difference in fruit because of its freshness, because of its freshness. And as I was, I was praying for, for us this morning, uh, I just want to challenge you uh, today Work hard at being fresh. Work hard at being fresh. When, when, I, when I was given the, the title, Fresh Fruit, right? work, hard, work hard at being fresh. We become spiritually fresh in the presence of God. We become fresh as we encounter his presence daily, as we spend time with God in the morning and say, hey, God, like, here I am, use me. God, God, I just want to soak in your presence because I know that I'm going today to encounter people that are, are in all stages of life, and I want to be used by you. Work hard at being fresh. In John 15, 4, it says, remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be faithful, or you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Man, it's being fresh in his presence daily. It's working at, hey, God, I need you to fill me so that I can pour out. I need you to fill me so that I have the right nutrients, so that I'm connected to that vine, and I'm growing, I'm healthy, I'm strong, I'm green. It's growing in him. It's walking step in step with the Father. And when we walk step in step with God, fresh fruit will follow. It has to follow because that's who he is. We see it right here in Psalm 92, 12. It says this, but the godly will flourish like palm trees. Someone say will. And grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. For they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old age, they will st still produce fruit. Can I get an Amen. They will remain vital and green. They will remain vital and green. Can I encourage some young people in the room this morning? Man, press into 
lean into godly wisdom. Because when you do, right, you're going to grow yourself. Right? Press into it. Lean into it. Ask for it. Ask good questions. Right? Find someone that, that can mentor you, that can help you, that can help you grow in faithfulness. Because it's important. It's, it's a big deal. And I, honestly, can we just go ahead and, and honor those in the room that maybe they've been walking with God faithfully for years? Those that maybe have the gray hair in the room, I mean, you know who you are. Right? Those that have been faithful and faithful and faithful. Go ahead. Let's just honor those in the room this morning. Come on. Yeah. Young people, lean into those people. Lean into those people. For, for, my, for my gray-haired folks, for those that have been walking with God for a while, can I just encourage you? Be a follower of Christ worth emulating. Be a follower of Christ worth emulating. Press into God daily. Be in his presence daily so that this verse is true. So that even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. They will declare that the Lord is just. He is my rock and there is no evil in him. Press in, be fresh. So we see from these verses that fruit, spiritual fruit is a big deal, right? It's a, it's a big deal. We see it again here in Matthew seven fifteen. It says this, beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way that they act. You can, pick, can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, you can identify people by their actions. Fruit, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. I simply want to ask us this morning, I want to ask you this morning, to look behind you. Look behind you. Is there fruit that is following? What kind of fruit is it? Is it good fruit? Is it okay fruit? Is it bad fruit? Look behind. Because just as, as this verse is saying, they, they will know you by your fruit. They all identify you by your fruit, by the things that are following you every single day. Every single day. So we see the, the kind of fruit that should be produced simply in the life of Jesus. So as we dive into, hey, what does that fruit look like? What, what, is, that, what is that supposed to be for me? We see it in the life of Jesus. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to just share with us a few instances where, man, Jesus, that fruit followed him. And specifically, we're talking about miracles this morning. I mean, the times where simply was just, God was just walking through life. Jesus was just walking through life. And, and that fruit just being a follow. Those, those miracles just being a follow. The first one I want to look at today is in Matthew 8. Matthew 8, 1 through 3 says this. Large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. Suddenly, someone say Suddenly. A man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, can you heal me and make me clean? Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said. Be healed. And instantly, someone say instantly. Instantly, instantly the, the leprosy disappeared. Later on in the chapter, we see it in Matthew 8, 14. When Jesus arrived in Peter's house, he'd just gotten there, right? He, he just arrived. Peter's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. But when Jesus touched her hand, the fever left her. Then she got up and prepared a meal for him. That evening, many demon-possessed people were, were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirits with a simple command, and he healed all the sick. 
This fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah, who said he took our sickness and removed our diseases. Right here, we see that, that every disease Jesus encountered, he healed. By, by simply a touch of his hand, he healed, right here. Every, every single disease. There wasn't one that was too difficult. There was one, wasn't one that was, oh man, I can't do this. We see right here that every single disease Jesus encountered, he healed. And the, the verse that, that Matthew is talking about here from Isaiah is, is this, in Isaiah 53, 5. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be made whole. He was whipped so that we could be healed. We see that, that sickness is it's not God's design, right? It, it's not his design. And as a follower of Christ, when we're walking with that fresh freshness in, in our spirits and that fresh fruit, I mean, can I, can I encourage us? When you encounter sickness, go ahead and, 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 and come on at it head on to, to go back to hell where it belongs because sickness isn't from him, right? Sickness is not from our Father, right? And every time that we see the example of Jesus in the Bible, he, when he encountered sickness, right, he did something about it. Right? He, didn't, he didn't sit by the, the sideline. He, he, he did something about it, right? He, he prayed into it, right? And we see that he was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so that we could be healed. In John 14, 12, it says this. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me, anyone, who? Anyone. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. Even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask anything in my name, and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. You ask me anything. What? Anything in my name, and I will do it. And the Lord, I, I so believe this morning just wants to simply encourage us that, hey, tap into to my anything. Right? Tap, it, tap into to, to what this verse is saying. Understand of, of, as a child of God who you are. As, as a, a daughter and a son of the king, man, everything that you have access to, right? That, that fresh fruit will follow as you step into it. So there's, there's five things that I, I want us to understand this morning as we talk about miracles. So I'm, I'm going to just jump into those. The first one being this, a challenge for us all. Make room for the miraculous. Ma make room for miracles. Someone say it. Make room for miracles. In Deuteronomy 8, 6, it says this. So obey the commands of the Lord, your God, by walking in his ways and fearing him. For the Lord, your God, is bringing you into a good land of flowing streams and pools of water, with fountains and springs that gush out in the valleys and hills. It is of a, a land of wheat and barley, of grapevines, fig trees, and pomegranates, of olive oil and honey. It is a land where food is plentiful and nothing is lacking. It is a land where iron is as common as stone, and copper is abundant in the hills. Sounds like a pretty good place. Yeah. I want to go there. Yeah. But it was funny, as I was kind of looking and reading through this scripture, it kind of made me think of the land we're living in today. Right? The little land of where we're at. It says that, that uh, a land where food is plentiful and nothing is lacking. I don't know about you, but for me, I can't remember the last time I was lacking some food. I can't, I can't remember the last time that I, I was hungry. Or a, a land where nothing is lacking, it, it's funny we live in a land where you can order something and it's on your doorstep that night or the next day, or, or maybe we used to be able to, to experience that. But, but isn't it funny that we're frustrated now because that doesn't happen? Right? We order something that morning, it's like, oh, it should be there the next day. But we're like, we're frustrated, oh, it's, it's a couple days late. Right? A, a land where there's more jobs than people willing to, to work. 
right? It, it, we're, we're in a good land, in a good spot. And he goes on to say, when you have eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. But that is the time to be careful. Someone say, be careful. Beware that in your plenty you do not forget the Lord your God and disobey his commands, regulations, and decrees that I am giving you today. For when you have become full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in, and when your flocks and herds have become very large and your silver and gold have multiplied along with everything else, be careful. Someone say, be careful. Be careful. Don't become proud of that, at that time and forget the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. Do not forget, do not forget that he, had, uh, he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its poisonous snakes and scorpions, where it was so hot and dry. He gave you water from the rock. He fed you with manna in the wilderness and food unknown to your ancestors. He did this to humble you and to test you for your own good. He did all this so that you would never say to yourself, I have achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. Right here, the Lord, he's trying to get the attention of his Israelites, his people. He's saying, hey, be careful that in your abundance, you don't forget where it came from. Be careful that in your abundance, you don't forget where it came from. He said, hey, remember back to Egypt. Remember back to those, those, those plagues where that, those miracles first started. And that it was miracle after miracle after miracle to get you to the spot where you're standing today. Remember those things. And I believe that God is wanting to tell us this, the same thing this morning. He's saying, be careful. Be careful that your reliance doesn't become on everything that you can do, that there's no room for my miraculous. Be careful that your reliance doesn't become on everything that, that you have the capability of achieving yourself, that you forget his hand. He's saying, and maybe you're not coming out and saying it, but everything points to God. I don't need your miracles. Because how many times do we miss it because we act and we don't let God act? Because we act and we don't let God act. In Isaiah 65, the Lord says, I was ready to respond, but no one asked for help. I was ready to be found, but no one was looking for me. I said, here I am, here I am, to a nation that did not call on my name. The Lord, he's simply asking this morning, is there space in your life for me to do miracles? When you're sick, what's your first response? In uncertainty, do you run to those all, all around you for advice first? He's asking, am I everything? Am I everything? Eric Gilmore, in, in one of his books, he says, only if he is everything can he safely give us anything. Only if he is everything can he safely give us anything. And when I, when I think about this, of making of making space, of making room for the miraculous. I'll never forget a, a, about a, a guy that I encountered in college. His name was Bobby Kahn. Bobby Kahn, he was a little bit of an odd guy, a little bit of a, a different guy, but he was our sweet mate in college. And his faith challenged me because he never failed to ask. His faith challenged me because he never failed to ask. It was one of those things where I'll never forget the day that, that my roommate, he was sick, and so he, he didn't go to his 8 a.m. class. Right? He was just sick, laying in bed, and Bobby come, he, he comes through the, the, the or we have like a, a middle, like, restroom area. He comes through the little, little of the, middle of the restroom area. He comes walking over to my, my roommate, and he's like, hey, are you sick? Can I, can I go ahead and, can I just pray for you? And it was that thing where in the, in the moment, he challenged me. He said, the Lord challenged me at one time to always pray. 
So to not be the one where, hey, I'll pray for you. How many times do we hear that? Hey, I'll, I'll pray for you. Or hey, you're in my prayers. He's saying, no, every time, when I say I'm gonna pray for you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop this moment right now, I wanna pray for you. Right? He, he never failed to ask. Right? It was a, a thing that challenged me in that moment of, hey, I'm gonna be that same way. I'm never gonna fail to ask. I'm gonna create space. I'm gonna make room for his, his miraculous, right? For him to be able to do, to do a miracle. And can I encourage you this morning? All God asks of us is that we would be sheep that his shepherd can lead. That we can be sheep that, that our shepherd can lead. And what a picture that is. And Eric Gilmore, again, in his book, he says, why sheep, you say? Sheep are much more interested in feeding than leading. Pure enough to realize that they do not know the way, they simply live in the nourishment of his presence. And another expert from the book, he said, but the meek little lambs are simple and attentive to the movement of the shepherd. We cannot assume that we have the right wisdom or that we are even able to retain the right heart to understand what he desires from us at any time. He is our only certainty. Sheep are free from the burden and concern to make sure they are going the right way because they look at him who is the way. They are free from the heaviness of having to know all the truths because they simply know to look at him who is the truth. They are free from the struggle of forcing things to happen because they look at him who is the life. It's simply being led by the shepherd. So as I was praying today, or as I was praying for today, the Lord, he showed me a fence. I was like, God, why are you showing me a fence? Like, what does this mean? And uh, real quick, what is a fence? What's the purpose of a fence? What is it there for? It's a barrier. It's for protection, right? A lot of times you want to protect that was inside your fence, right? You want to protect maybe your pets or your kids or what, your possessions, whatever. It's, it's that barrier. It's, it's usually for protection. And I felt like he, God was, he's, he's telling me that when it comes to my miracles, there's those in the room that have been trying to keep themselves safe because they've looked at miracles and say, that's odd, that's weird. Or didn't, didn't miracles stop in, in the Bible days? And, and they've looked at it and they've, they've cre- created this barrier, this fence to be safe all the while by limiting what God can do, right? Because their, their faith is inside of this fence and their, their safety is inside of this fence. And God is saying, hey, take down that fence because I want to show you the, 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 my limitless ability, right? I want to show you the, the miracles that are at my hand. Take the limits off. And so can I challenge you this morning? Make room for the miraculous. Push back natural thoughts that are confining. This is too big for God. Can he really heal cancer? Push back those thoughts. Does God really care about a home that we've been wanting? I've asked God several times, but nothing seems to happen. Man, push back those thoughts. It's, this, it's that natural thought of, oh man, I'm limiting what God can do. Right? I, I mean, he's in my barrier of safety here. Man, push back those thoughts. We do what others may look at and think is silly or weird because, super, because supernatural is not natural. But can I say, in this house, it's natural. It's natural. It's the norm. It's the norm here. Second thing that I, I want us to understand this morning about miracles, and I'll move quickly. Make room for miracles with your faith. Make room for miracles with your faith. In Matthew 8, 5, it says this. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I'm under the authority of my superior officers, 
and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. Jumping forward to the end of, of what happens here. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, go back home. Because you believed, I, it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. So right here, we see a centurion that believed that Jesus' word was sufficient to heal his servant. He believed that, and, and this is, 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 is significant because there's no recorded evidence that from previous, before this time, Jesus had ever performed a miracle at a distance and from word alone. Yeah. He, this, this had never happened up to this point. It's easy to read over this and think, oh man, I've seen Jesus do a miracle here. I've seen Jesus do miracles in the Bible all this time. But this man, he made Jesus stop himself. Right? Jesus, he was, it's, it's so easy to skip over this, but Jesus, he stopped himself to look at the faith of this man. Jesus himself. Because this man was believing Jesus for the impossible. Right, something that had never been heard about before or done before. Something beyond the miracles that Jesus had already performed. He wasn't limiting Jesus to what had previously been done. He was believing God for more. He was believing God for more. He was taking the limits off. In Ephesians 3.20 says this. Now glory be to God, who by his mighty power at work within us is able, ability, strength, power, able, to do far more than we could ever dare to ask or even dream of. Do you see that? We can never out-ask God or out-dream God, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. The question then is, why doesn't he? Right, if he's able, if he has the ability, if he has the strength, right, then why doesn't he? And my answer is one word, us. Right, it's never him. Right? It says right here that he is able. It's never his ability. It's never because of him. It's always our desire, our ask, our expectation. So what I want to challenge you this morning with is, has your ask been too small? Has your ask been too small? Has your ask been in the size of your ability or in his ability? Has your ask been too small? My prayer this morning is that the magnitude of our expectation would expand. Right, the magnitude of our expectation would expand. That less than faith would be replaced with more than faith. You see, faith has nothing to do with the abilities that we have. Right? It's all in his ability. And when I was kind of praying for this morning, I felt like that someone needs to hear that this morning. That our faith has nothing to do with us or our ability, but everything to do with his ability. And let that free someone this morning. It's almost like the Lord, he gave me this picture. It's almost like looking at uh, a goat in the distance, like a, a little mountain goat. You're kind of looking at this goat in the distance and you're excited. Oh man, look, look at this cute little goat. Anybody ever seen a, a mountain goat, right? Okay, maybe you've seen it on TV. You're looking at this cute little goat in the distance. You're like, oh, that, that's cute. Like he's, he's eating the grass. And then all of a sudden you pull back your lenses and you're, you realize, you're, man, I'm on the mountaintop and I see this wide, vast, just scenery of, of green grass and I've got this river that's flowing here and I, I've got these other animals over here that I've missed. And it's, and you're looking at this wide thing, and it's all this that you've missed because you're looking at your situation from these little lenses right here, right? You're pulling back the binoculars, and you're saying, hey, God, look. Look at everything that you have access to. God, God look at your, your vast just goodness. But I've been looking through these small little lenses at this, this, little, this little thing. 
thinking, hey, God, what are you doing here? And I so believe that God is opening eyes this morning to see from his perspective. Right? He's, he's changing our perspective. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, in the Living Bible, it says this. What is faith? Is the confident assurance that something we want is going to happen. It's the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us, even though we can't see it ahead. Right? Faith doesn't look back. Faith doesn't say, hey, there's a second option. Faith is saying, hey, there is no second option. Faith is saying, hey, I know where I'm headed because God has said it before. Faith says there's not a backup plan. I'm just walking in what he wants for me. Faith says as a son or daughter of the Most High, I have access to everything that my father has access to. All of his means. So my dad, he's a power tool junkie. A power tool junkie. Anybody else in the room, like maybe you're, you're pointing at your husband right here, like they're, they're into their power tools. Okay, that, that's my dad. His, his garage is just filled with power tools, right? There's, there's, there's so much in there. And I'll never forget the day, like I always enjoyed working with my dad, and I'll never forget the day that I, I finally first be able to, to uh, use his, his uh, drill gun. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Like, I'm finally old enough. Like, I've arrived. Like, I'm able to use this drill gun. Like, I felt like my, those, those hairs on my chest just being to grow. Like, man, this is awesome. I'm becoming a man. Like, I just, I've arrived, right? I, I, get, I can use this drill gun. And then I'll, I'll forget, never forget the day that I got past that, and I was able to use the table saw for the first time. I'm like, this is awesome. And it, it was cool because it made projects around the house so much easier, Right, so much easier because I wasn't in the in the side over here with my little screwdriver trying to screw this thing in. I was using a drill gun and it was going on in seconds. And what what I feel like uh, I so realized there is that, man, how cool was it that everything that my dad had in his garage, as his son, I had access to as well. And, and the Lord is he's, he's telling us that this morning is that hey, everything that is is my ability, right? You have access to as well because you're my son and you're my daughter. Right? There, there's no distance. There's no, hey, this is a limit here. Yeah, come on. Come on. So make room for miracles with your faith. With your faith. Right? Push back the barriers. Make room for miracles with your faith. Not Pastor Greg's faith. Not Pastor Isaiah's faith. Or not your grandma's faith. But your faith personally. Right? Expand that faith. Make room with that faith. Challenge number three. Be persistent in prayer. Be persistent in prayer. We're talking about miracles. Persistence reveals faith. Persistence reveals faith. It's like that little kid at the store, and you've probably had this experience before, that little kid at the store that's, hey, hey, mom, dad, I want that candy bar. Can I, can I have that Hershey's? Like, they, they see it at the store, and it's, they just keep asking and asking and asking. Anybody ever experienced that before? No, I'm not the only one. You've, you've experienced it? Okay. It's, it's like that little kid. They keep asking and asking and asking because they know that you as the adult have the ability to give them what they're asking for, right? It, it reveals faith. It says, hey, I know that I've experienced this before. When I've asked and I've asked and I've asked and I've asked, it's happened before, but it's the same thing with our Father, right? It, it reveals faith. When I keep asking, when I keep being persistent in prayer, it's saying, hey, God, I see that, that you can. I know that you can. It's happened to me before. In Matthew 7, 7, it says this. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And to the one who seeks finds. To the one who knocks, it will be opened. And these words here, it's, it's not ask once. It's ask and keep asking. Seek and keep seeking. Knock and keep knocking. Colossians 4.2, don't, don't be weary in prayer. Keep at it. 
Watch for God's answers and, be re- and remember to be thankful when they come. Be thankful when they come. Number four, and I'm gonna keep moving quickly. Challenge number four, talking about miracles. Recognize the hand of God. Recognize the hand of God. Don't miss God in the small things. Right, in the little things, the mundane things. A huge part of walking in step with God is recognizing, okay, God, you're working here. You're working here. It's, it's not of, because I feel so many times it's, God, I, man, I've had a really, really good day. Man, it was just the best day ever. Like, man, it was just so cool. Like, I was in a great mood, and just, wow, I had a great day. And maybe it's, man, I had a really lucky month. And this month has been awesome. Like, my bills have been paid for. Like, it's, just been, it's been a lucky month. And, and it's, it's, no, it's, God, thank you. It's, it's recognizing, hey, God's had a hand in this, right? He, he's been working through this. In James 1.17, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. When we recognize, it's giving credit where credit is due. And the last one, the worship team can come now, if you would. Last one, challenge number five. I'm talking about miracles. Remember. Remember. Remind yourself constantly of the goodness and faithfulness of God. Revisit the things that he's done before. Revisit the the miracles that you've seen him do in your life personally. Remind yourself of those things. Remember those things. But warning. A big, like, like yellow flashing lights out here. Warning. Don't camp there. Don't camp there. Don't live there. I've seen those that have set up a pillar or a monument on the one miracle that they saw God do. And they, they just camp there and they stay there, right? They, they just live there. They, they say, always say, hey, oh, remember the good old days? Oh, man, I, if I could just go back there. Man, those, those were awesome. And the, and the danger is to, is to be just like that. You set up camp there and you miss out what's ahead. You see it in Isaiah 43, 15. It says this, I am the Lord, your holy one, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt and all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. Like he, Jesus got right here saying, hey, remember that. Like, man, that was awesome. Like, do you, do you remember what, what I did there? And then he goes on to say, hey, but forget all of that. Forget all of that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. Can I get an amen? Amen. For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I'll make a pathway through the wilderness. I'll create rivers in the dry wasteland. And God, he's saying right here that our tendency as humans is to see God, his, his, his miraculous, his hand working, and we are in awe, and we think, oh man, we've arrived. Right? We, we've seen it all. Like, this is so good. Like, I just need to stay here. And God is saying, hey, no, stop it. Forget all of that. Forget it all because I'm about to do something new. Forget it all because it is nothing compared to what I am going to do. Nothing compared to what, what I'm going to do. God is saying that my kingdom, it doesn't sit stagnant. It doesn't sit stagnant. It is forcefully advancing. Right? It, it's continuing to move. And what I'm telling you this morning, hey, is buckle up, get ready, because as you make room for his miraculous, as you make room with your faith, as you partner with him, man, watch out, because God is gonna use you in such an incredible way.
Right? He's gonna work through you in a mighty way. You're gonna see miracle after miracle after miracle follow your steps because that fresh fruit follows the freshness that you have in the Father. As you daily spend time with Him, as you daily walk with Him, man, watch out. Just like Jesus, everywhere He went, those miracles follow. Right? He, he, you begin to see that, oh man, He healed this man with leprosy. Man, He cast out this demon over here. Man, He, he, he helped this, this, this woman over here. And he wants the same thing for you. He wants the same thing for you. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open to you. So God, I just pray for us this morning, God. Well, I, I pray that, that we would make room for your miracles, Jesus. God, I pray that we would make room for, for miracles with our faith, Lord God. I pray that we would be persistent. We'd be a, a people of persistence, God. Well, I pray that, that we would confine you to our thoughts, Jesus, but I pray that, that our, we would expand, God. But I pray that we would make room for you to, to truly work, for your hand to truly be upon us, God. Lord, for, we to see, for us to see miracles after miracles after miracles, God, because of how you're working in this house, God, how you're working in us as a people, God. God, I pray that we would be those that are fresh in your spirit and that that fresh fruit would follow, I pray, Jesus. God, we thank you for how you're gonna use us, God. We thank you that you're doing a new thing in us, Lord God. Lord, that you were forgetting the former things and we're stepping into the new things that you have for this house, God, for us as a people, Jesus. God, we thank you for it this morning, God. God, we praise you for it this morning, Jesus. We love you and we thank you, Jesus. In your name, amen, amen. If you go ahead and, and stand with us this morning. I simply wanna give an opportunity this morning that the greatest miracle you could ever receive it's simply a relationship with a father that was once broken. It's, it's, a, it's that relationship that he made a way to access. So this morning, I simply, I'm gonna move quickly through this as well. But if you're saying, hey, I need a relationship with a father. But I just want a relationship with him. I, I just need to walk with who the, the, you're talking about this morning. If that's you, just go ahead and come up and join me. I wanna pray for you. Anybody in the room this morning that I, sh, I just want a relationship with the almighty God. Come on. Make a, a bold step, a moment of courage. There's relationship with the Almighty God on the other side. Anybody this morning? I don't want to miss anybody. I just need a relationship with the Father. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. I simply want to, I felt like I, as in response, the Lord, he, he gave me a few things. And I want to pray for, for, the, for the minds of Christ this morning. So I felt like God was saying, hey, I pray that they would make room in their minds, that, 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 that we would not be confined to our thoughts when we talk about miracles, that we would be confined to, hey, we're not limiting what you can do because, God, this is too big. So just go where you're at, just go ahead and put your hands on your head this morning, on your minds, and just, just begin to pray, hey, God, Lord, would I not limit you? God, would, would I have the mind of Christ? Would I see you for, for the ability that you have and not my ability, I pray, Jesus. Just, just begin to lift your voice. Just begin to lift your, 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 your mouth this morning to the, the Father. God, we, just, we pray for, for the minds this morning. God, we pray that, that we would be a people that God would just not limit you, Father. God, I pray that our, our minds would expand today, God. But I pray that, our, that, that you would just continue to reveal and show your truth in it all, God. But I pray that, that we would just 
we would make room for you to move, that, that, that miracles would follow us, as, follow us as we go, God. But I pray that, that we would just make room for the miraculous in our lives, God. I pray that we would make room for miracles with our faith, God. But I pray that you're, I, I just know that you're expanding, God, the territory right now, God. You're expanding those that have maybe confined you or limited you because of what they thought about or what you can do, God. I pray that you just expand that right now, God. Expand territory right now, I pray in Jesus' name, God. But I pray that those that have thought of less than faith, God, I pray that you'd replace it with a more than faith right now, God. That less than faith is being replaced with more than faith, God. That a faith that is rising right now in Jesus' name, God. God, I pray that faith is rising in our hearts, God. I pray that faith is, is rising right now, God, for us to see you for truly how you are, God. For us to see ourselves with the ability that we have through Christ, God. But I pray that you would just continue to, to rework thought processes right now, God. To rework the way that we've seen it and done life before this, God. But I pray that, we, that you would show us how to walk truly living in your miraculous, I pray today, God. Reveal those things to us, I pray today, God. Thank you, Jesus, that you're making a room. God, that you're expanding, God. You're expanding territory right now in Jesus' name, God. Thank you for it right now, God. Thank you for what you're doing, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I wanna create space right now just for, for God to do, to do some miracles. So if, if you're believing for, for a miracle this morning, whether it's physically or mentally or emotionally, we just talked about the faith that God has, the ability that God has. We're, we're gonna believe with you that God is gonna perform a miracle in your life. So that, if that's you, just go ahead and come forward and our worship team is, is gonna continue to play. But just, just go ahead and come forward. If you're believing for a miracle, we're gonna, we're gonna believe with you. We're gonna pray with you. I, I, when I was getting ready for the message, I specifically felt God put on my heart knees. So if there's any knees in the room that, that need to be healed right now, just go ahead and lift your lift your hand. I'm, I'm gonna pray for, for knees right now as we get into this. Yes, yep, just lift your hand. If there's someone around you, go ahead and just touch them, put your hand on them. God, I, I pray for knees right now. God, I pray for the knees in the room that, that need healing, God. Lord, you healed my knee time and time again. You've healed it three times. God, I pray for, for knees right now. God, I pray for... I pray for a wholeness in you, God. I pray for completeness in you, God. But I pray that you would just heal. I pray that you'd restore. I pray that you lift up right now in Jesus' name, God. But I pray that, that because we know it's by your blood and by your stripes we are healed. I pray for your healing touch right now in Jesus' name, God. Would you heal? Would you lift up? Would you restore right now those knees? God, bring them back to health and wholeness, I pray. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on. So if, you, if you're praying for a miracle, contending for a miracle right now, come on forward. And the worship team is going to lead us this morning.
Father's heart for us. We want to know the Father's heart for us. He's a good shepherd. He's a good shepherd. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake. Let us. 
Go ahead and pray for that for us. Just, just pray that over us, and then we're going to step into that. Just go ahead and, and pray that over this, this house this morning. Holy Spirit, we just open ourselves up to you.
Holy Spirit, we open ourselves up to you. We give you permission to just pour in. And whatever comes out, whatever it looks like, it looks like we don't care. Because it's you, you are our life. It says, who has the words of life? Only you have the words of life. Only you can bring life. Holy Spirit, we yield to you, God. I pray just such a, such a release, such a yielding, Lord, to what you want to do, God. Whatever it looks like, we don't care anymore. We can't do anything without you, Jesus. Our lives suck without you. It's dead. It's lifeless, Lord. You are life. So come in, Holy Spirit. Pour in. We give you permission. We give you access. We give you access to not know what it looks like, to not care what it looks like, Holy Spirit. We just yield to you, God. We yield to you. we just need to lose our care this morning. It's one of those things where I feel like so many times we just, we care too much. We, we care too much. And we're all up here, all up here, all up here. What's that person thinking? What the, what's that person saying? What's going on over here? Man, I, I'm really hungry. My stomach is rumbling, so I'm, I'm thinking about food. We just, we, we care too much. And I feel like God is, is, is wanting us to lose our, our care this morning, wanting us to lose of, uh, our surroundings and just, just focus on Him. Just focus on His Spirit, His presence. And so let's just, let's just do that this morning. Whatever that looks like for you. Maybe you need to jump this morning. Maybe you need to dance this morning. Maybe you need to run around in circles this morning. Maybe whatever that looks like. Just, I just want to encourage you, lose your care this morning. Because as you do, that, that funnel is going to flow. He's going to flow through you. He's going to flow in you. He's going to, as you step out of your comfort zone and say, hey, God, these are my limits. I'm jumping into you. And as you do, man, that freedom is going to come. Right? More is going to come. So just let's, let's take a second and lose our, our care this morning. Let's just begin to worship Him. Just begin to lift your hands. Come on, lift your hands all over the room. Lift your hands. Just, just begin to say, God, we, we're losing our care today. God, we're losing our care. God, we're not putting limits on you. We're not putting, putting you in a box. God, we're losing our care this morning. Come on, we just we worship you this morning. God, we, we, we praise you this morning. We're, we're, we are a people that are careless, God, of those around us. All we care about is you, God. All we, all we desire is you. All we run to is you. All we run after is your presence. God, is your voice. God, is your, your spirit. God, we run. We are people that run. God, run after you, God. Putting our blinders on and focusing on you, God. Focusing on the road ahead. God, we desire you. Come on, let's worship this morning. We love you, God.
worshiping and you're like, I, I don't understand it, I can't enter in. If that's you, lift your hands this morning. Lift your hands. This isn't some cool thing we're gonna do. God's gonna respond when I pray because he's promised to. He's gonna respond to your hunger with filling you because he promised to. Lift your hands if you want to go to a new place in worship. If you wanna go to a new place in encounter, lift your hands, Holy Spirit. We don't have any cool words, God, we just need you. We need you, God. We long for you, Lord. We long for you, Lord. More than an image, more than what I look like, God, I long for you. Pour out, fill every hungry heart, fill every hungry mind, fill every hungry spirit with freedom. For, for those in the house today, God, we just pray for more. God, we pray that you would continue to walk with us. God, I pray for favor. God, for, for everyone in the room, God, I pray for favor. That as we walk, God, I pray that we would walk in your steps, God. God, I pray that we would be Jesus with skin on, God. God, I pray that as we encounter you every single day, as we encounter your presence daily, God, God, I pray that you would just walk with us. God, I pray that that fresh fruit would follow those that are, that are walking with you, God. God, that fresh fruit would follow Jesus. And I pray your blessing and your anointing over those in the room today, God. We thank you. We love you. We just say, use us, God. We're your vessels. Use us, Jesus. Because we make space for your miracles today, God. We love you. We thank you, Jesus. We bless you and we praise you. In your name, amen. Amen. amen.